Happy Merry Christmas. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a good clap for Christmas, huh? Aren't you glad we have a day that we can celebrate our Savior coming? And we're going to hopefully bless you with some good Christmas music today and just sit back and enjoy. We'll have you join in with some songs here in a few minutes, but just an honor to be able to be up here with my group. We are missing one of the, the knees from Bended Knee, though. My wife is down in Gillette Hospital with Jeffrey, our son, but Angie has been gracious to step in and, and sing with us today. So we are just blessed and honored. Thank you, Pastor Steve, for asking us to do this this morning. I'm going to open with a song that we wrote about our hometown just south of here, Christmas in Bemidji. Well, it's Christmas in Bemidji once again. And I'm gathering with my family and my friends. There's Paul and Babe and Mistletoe, people singing everywhere I go. It's Christmas in Bemidji once again. Well, the mighty Mississippi is where it all began. The first city on that river, she's lighting her lights again. Sing with us. Well, it's Christmas in the Michi once again. People singing everywhere I go. It's Christmas in the Midget once again. This verse will make you hungry. Well, the table is spread in splendor. Oh, what shall I eat first? Letza or Krukaka? I'm saving Ludafis for dessert. And it's Christmas in the Midget Again. I'm gathered with my family and my friends. There's Paul and Dave and Mistletoe, people singing everywhere I go. It's Christmas in the Michigan once again. Well, now we're sitting around the fire. Christmas Day is just around the van Holding hands and sipping hot chocolate I don't want this season to end Cause it's Christmas in the Michi once again I'm gathered with my family and my friends There's People singing everywhere I go. It's Christmas in the Midget once again. Yeah, it's Christmas in the Midget once again. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't you love some of the traditions that we have around the Christmas season and the memories. I think about my mom and dad so much at Christmas time. 
just some of those wonderful thoughts that fill our heart. Sorry, Abby had to correct me. I told her, remind me to capo when I get to this song. <laughs> so she did. She was just a second late. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Tricycles, bicycles, candy canes and candlelights Trying to stay awake all night To catch a glimpse of Santa's reindeer Mama baking, sister making Angels in the falling snow now it seems so long ago I wish they all were here We'd have an old-time Christmas An old-time Christmas Just like the ones from yesterday
Let the Spirit find you and have an old-time Christmas for old times' sake. Mm. Thank you so much. <clears throat> when we think of the birth of Jesus, we get a lot of different images in our mind and in our heart, and a lot of different things have been taught about that night when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And I think we've really romanticized it over the years, partly because it makes a little softer, gentler story that way, and on the other hand, I think it makes us feel a little better, too, that it really wasn't as bad as it was. But when you think about Mary being somewhere between 13, 15 years old and finding that she was pregnant and had to live by faith knowing that it was the Holy Spirit's child and then to be shunned and rejected by her family, her community, and I don't know, ladies, that's kind of a hard one to sell to your fiancé, too, I would imagine. I'm glad that the angel of the Lord intervened, amen, with Joseph in a dream and said, this child is of me, of God. Fear not to take her to be your wife. And then something that Mary was probably really looking forward to was being nine months pregnant and being thrown on a donkey and going about 90 miles. I've never had a baby, but I can only, <laughs> like the song says, I can only imagine <laughs> how horrible that must have been. You know, and, and we laugh about it, but think about that sense of loneliness. A young girl, shunned, wondering, pondering all of these things the scripture says in her heart and then they arrive in Bethlehem and there's nowhere to give birth and they go to the barn because there's some hay there and the door was open and I think that stable signifies our hearts today as human beings in fact that old hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem, the very last line says, Where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. I have a feeling my life looked a lot like that stable, that barn. It was smelly. It was scarred with sin. And when Jesus comes in, he brings a glorious cleansing and beauty and a redemption that only those that have experienced that can, can tell the story. I heard Randy Travis sing this song a few years ago, and it just grabbed my heart. And I finally got around to learning it this year. And it's from that perspective, painting a picture of Christ's birth, that it wasn't all that romantic. The song is called Labor of Love.
It was not a silent night There was blood on the ground You could hear a woman cry In the alleyway that night On the streets of David's town And the stable was not clean And the cobblestones were cold And little Mary full of grace With tears upon her face Had no mother's hand to hold It was a labor of was a cold sky above But for the girl on the ground in the dark With every beat of her beautiful heart It was a labor of love Noble Joseph by her side Calloused hands and weary There were no midwives to be found On the streets of David's town In the middle of the night So he held her and he prayed Shafts of moonlight on his face But the baby in her That could make the mountains move
Thank you. That song just kind of grabs you, doesn't it? There's a story there that's so deep and so full of, of God's love for us that um, goes beyond words. I was reading an um, editorial this morning, and it was from the perspective of a Jewish person and how they feel at Christmas time. And it was, it was very interesting. And I think that if we don't bathe everything we do in love, we're going to miss God completely. In fact, Paul said that in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said that we have faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. And so when we tell someone Merry Christmas, let's not do it out of spite or out of a political agenda. Let's not do it because we feel we have the right to. But let's do it because we love that person. And we, I, I believe they can sense that. I believe they know it. When, when you say Merry Christmas or whatever it might be, Daniel, are you going to blow up here? He's popping down there. So He learned a new trick. <laughs> and he's really good at it, too. It's really loud. We could do that at home, buddy. It would probably be a lot better. So when you say Merry Christmas to somebody, do it with God's love, would you? When you give this Christmas season... Do it with God's love. That story last Sunday, how many enjoyed the mansion, the Christmas story? How many were convicted by the Christmas story last week? I know I was. I went home and said, Lord, I want to just put everything that I am and everything I'm doing, I just want to, like Paul said, I want to take it to the dung heap and cast it all upon there. And if it's real, if it's from God, it'll come back. Because I don't want to do things out of my own strength, out of my own abilities. Because then, as the story said, you've received your reward already. It was kind of enlightening in many ways. And so I think it can tie in with the fact that whatever we do, if we do it in love, we're going to be okay. Let's really examine our hearts. Because I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I get this, the P word, pride, comes into my heart. And I have to deal with that. Have to get it out of there. Let's stand up, sing these next couple songs together, if you would. We'll make sure, hang on, Doug, make sure we get the words up here first. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Let's see if Dan the Chevy man is Dan the computer man, too, <laughs> back there. He, he's already got it. He's pointing. All right. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power We were gone astray Oh, tidings of comfort and joy 
probably dislocate something if I try to do that. That's kind of fun. <laughs> Should get them all up here doing that one. Go Neoria. That's a fun dance. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Amen. 
Give him praise this morning. Give somebody a hug. Greet somebody. Merry Christmas. Pastor Steve's going to come up and do a couple of announcements. And Kids can be released. All right, that's enough. Sit down. No, just kidding. Just kidding. I'll just use this. Thank you, Angie. Merry Christmas to you all. Good morning. And, um, you know, Kent was mentioning just a bit ago that, well, not we think of Christmas, but really when we think of God, we think of love. And anything that we do that's not bathed in love, he said there's something not quite right or something missing and that is so true when we think of our giving too of tithes and offerings and such John 3.16 tells us about what love does it says uh, for God so loved the world that he what he gave and uh, giving Without being bathed in love, there's something missing. There's just something not right. Um, it says, He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God gave. And so, genuine giving that is meaningful, it is very closely connected to love. And it's God's love that it comes back to. It's always God's love. And we love him because he first loved us. Aren't you so thankful that God, the almighty God of the universe, is love? That's what he is. And we love him because he first loved us. And there's just something about that love that when we've received it from him, we want to give it back to him. We want to give it to him. 
It says in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, Living Bible, it says, Follow God's example in everything that you do, just as a much-loved child imitates his father. Be full of love for others, following the example of Christ who loved and gave. The Father God loved us, and he gave his only begotten Son. But here it says the example of Christ who loved you and gave himself. We think of that so much this time of the year and this season. He gave himself to God as a sacrifice to take away our sins. So there's giving on both the part of the Father and the Son. And God was pleased for Christ's love for you was like a sweet perfume to him. And as we bathe our giving, even of finances, in love, it, it is, it's like a sweet perfume to him. And Lord, we do. As we, we give our tithes and offerings, we just give them bathed in your love. From a heart of desire to give. And we're so thankful that it can be that way. It's not a forced thing, but it's a desire that you put within us because of your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. And again, we have the boxes in the back of the sanctuary where we put our tithes and offerings. And um, we have a few announcements. We'll put them up there on the screen. I'm not going to mention every one of them, but still this probably one more week. If you have any baked goods you'd like to share with the church family, you can do that. Um, you can bring them to the church house. We will not be having our regular 930 activities except for coffee time. We'll have that still uh, until January 6th. That's pre-service. And then um, we are going to be having a coffee time after the service today for goodies and coffee and fellowship. Um, Wednesdays coming up, there will not be regular activities either. And that's until January 9. We will have our quilt sale going still today. Um, next Sunday, we're still going to have a Christmas focus. We'll be We'll be talking about, you could call it Christmas Jubilee. Uh, and there's a few addresses here for if you would like to mail cards to a few folks here. We mentioned Bill Waskow and Sandy Williamson. And uh, just to let you know too, Kent maybe was going to mention this, but Jeffrey Dudley is doing better. So we're thankful for that. He's doing better this morning. Yeah, thank you, Lord. So thankful for that. And I, we just got a Christmas card from probably our oldest church family member here this morning from uh, Lowell O'Brien. And I thought I'd just show it to you. Is that okay, Lowell? I didn't get to ask you before. Okay. Uh, he says, Happy holidays to all of us. And there were some neat things in here. It says, Hope your holidays are merry 
and fill your heart with cheer and bring you lots of happiness throughout the coming year. And then he wishes uh, us all a happy and Merry Christmas and New Year. But then says, God bless our troops and uh, Lowell is a veteran. Our oldest member, but our oldest veteran. Um, and we do. We thank all the, the veterans this morning on this Christmas service, but also those that are serving now, and we just lift them before you, Lord. There's lots of stickers here. One says, with God, all things are possible. And then Lowell writes, to all the church congregation, Ten Strike Community Church and family, families and friends, we wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year now and all next year. God bless you all. Love, Lowell. And so we, we love you too, Lowell. And we wish you a Merry Christmas this morning. So, God bless everyone. And we'll turn it back to you Amen. all, okay? Amen. And Angie, I'll get you back here, Mike. Just to reiterate what Pastor Steve said, um, Dan handed me a card last Sunday, and it was from Lowell. And I didn't open it till I got home, and I put it on my desk, Lowell, because it meant more to me, I think, than any Christmas card I've ever gotten. And what he spoke, words of encouragement into our life was... I just thought, wow. And I even I read it a few times this week. <laughs> it's not always the great big things that we do in life that make a difference. But it's often many small things that accumulate and really touch the hearts of people around us. And we can certainly get caught up in a lot of works of the flesh and miss those precious moments that God brings along our way. My wife passes her greeting to you this morning. Her eyes were filling with tears as she said goodbye to me today. We were FaceTiming, and she wanted to be here so bad. She always does a reading for us at Christmas. She's been doing that for the last 15 years as we go out and minister. And, and so today I'm going to read a little story and you maybe have heard this before, but it's called The Christmas Guest. It happened one day near December's end. Two neighbors called on an old-time friend. They found his shop so meager and mean, made gay with a thousand boughs of green. And Conrad was sitting with face a-shine when he suddenly stopped as he stitched a twine. And said, old friends, at dawn today when the cock was crowing the night away, the Lord appeared in a dream to me and said, I'm coming your guest to be. So I've been busy with feet astir, strewing my shop with branches of fir. The table is spread and the kettle is shined and over the rafters the holly is twined. And now I will wait for my Lord to appear. And listen closely, so I will hear his steps as he nears my humble place, and I open the door, and I look on his face. So his friends went home and left Conrad alone, for this was the happiest day he had known. For long since, his family had passed away, and Conrad had spent many a sad Christmas day. 
But he knew with the Lord as his Christmas guest, this Christmas would be the dearest and best. So he listened with only joy in his heart, and with every sound he would rise with a start and look for the Lord to be at his door, like the vision he had had a few hours before. So he ran to the window after hearing a sound, but all he could see on the snow-covered ground was a shabby beggar whose shoes were torn and all of his clothes were ragged and worn. But Conrad was touched and went to the door, and he said, Your feet must be frozen and sore. I, I have some shoes in my shop for you and a coat that will keep you warmer, too. So with grateful heart, the man went away, but Conrad noticed the time of day, and he wondered what made the Lord so late and how much longer he'd have to wait when he heard a knock and ran to the door. But it was only a stranger there once more. A bent old lady with a shawl of black with a bundle of kindling piled on her back. She asked for only a place to rest, but that was reserved for Conrad's great guest but her voice seemed to plead, Don't send me away. Let me rest for a while on Christmas Day. So Conrad brewed her a steaming cup and told her to sit at the table and sup. But after she left, he was filled with dismay, for he saw that the hours were slipping away, and the Lord had not come as he said he would, and Conrad felt sure he had misunderstood when out of the stillness he heard a cry, Please help me and tell me where am I? So again he opened his friendly door and stood disappointed as twice before. It was only a child who had wandered away and was lost from her family on this Christmas day. Again Conrad's heart was heavy and sad, but he knew that he could make this little girl glad. So he called her in and wiped her tears and quieted all of her childish fears. Then he led her back home, way back once more, as he entered his own darkened door. He knew that the Lord was not coming today, for now the hours of Christmas had passed away. So he went to his room, and he knelt down to pray. And he said, Lord, why did you delay? What kept you from coming to call on me? For I wanted so much your face to see. When soft in the silence a voice he heard, Lift up your head, for I kept my word. Three times my shadow crossed your floor. Three times I came to your lowly door. For I was the beggar with bruised cold feet. I was the woman that you gave something to eat. And I was the child on the homeless street. Three times I knocked. Three times I came in. Each time I found the warmth of a friend. Of all of the gifts, love is the best. And I was honored to be your Christmas guest. All right, we got to wake y'all up a little bit. This is the snooziest crowd I ever seen in my life this morning. 
Huh? Not Darlene. She is, you are the Christmas Carol. She's, did you see her outfit? That there's a Christmas outfit there. She's got every song ever written for Christmas right on her. So wherever you go, we'll just, we change your name to Carol today. So go ahead and stand up with us one more time. We're going to sing another old song, but uh, we put a little twist on this one, Joy to the World. So just sing along, clap your hands. Get your soul on just a little bit if you can. All right, get, get, get moving. Woo! 
this house. Amen. Victoria and Dante know that. I'm always going around. Somebody in this house better get their hands up. <laughs> Pastor Steve's going to break out in song here. Um, one of the reasons Jesus came, you know, we think of him as the babe now this time of year, but the Word of God says, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. And the Word of God tells us to forget none of his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities and who heals all of our diseases. And uh, I was just told that Sandy Williamson is here with us this morning, and she is, she's been in a battle, a physical battle, and this is an opportunity for us to pray for you this morning. And I just wanted to cut in here, and we're going to do that. So anybody that would like to join around, just stay standing, but we're going to anoint, anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that your word tells us the truth. And the Bible says that surely you bore our sicknesses, carried our pains, you redeem our life from destruction, Lord. One of your benefits is healing our diseases, and we believe that. And Lord, we pray for your we agree, we come in agreement, we have been, but we have this prayer now hands-on with our sister, Sandy Williamson, and we pray for your healing anointing to flow through her body to do what needs to be done, to dissolve blood clots, to do a work in her heart that needs to be done Lord, we also thank you for doctors and nurses that have been helping. We pray that there may be wisdom there as well. But we know that you are the great physician. And we look to you for that. Thank you, Lord, for saving our soul. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole. Thank you for giving us a new, a brand new, born again, new creation spirit. But we also thank you that you make us whole in our mind and emotions through your word, but then also our bodies. And you will quicken our mortal bodies by your spirit that dwells in us. And so we just speak to any diseased, any anything that is out of line in Sandy's body, and we say, you come into line with that truth with the Word of God and we give you thanks for it now and we thank you Lord there's no reason to fear just like we sang this morning God rest ye Mary gentlemen and gentle ladies let nothing you dismay remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day 
to save us all from Satan's power. And we know sickness comes under that category of his junk. And so we look to you for that now, this morning, in Jesus' name. And for peace that passes understanding, just a bubble of peace around Sandy and her family. In Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. You can be seated again for just a moment, please. This is very impromptu, but maybe I'll speak especially to someone, but it spoke to me. Yesterday morning, our little, Mary's little poodle weighs about six pounds, very little. She touched him and he gave a yell that sounded like he was being killed. Something was hurting him when she just touched him. She told me, I heard what well, I heard. I came over and it says, and the little puppy, you know, he looks up at you and how those little eyes can just peer into your soul. And I said, let's pray for her, Tiki. Okay. Bible says he cares for the birds, right? Okay. So I just said, in Jesus' name, I just pray for you, Tikiva. You just be healed and whole. He looks up at me, just those peering little brown eyes. And in Jesus' name. So we left. No more hurt. Amen. Vontae, you can sit down too if you'd like. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> the cheese stands alone. That's the. the. We're going to close with uh, a song that's very special to my wife and I. Um, I was just thinking this is Victoria's 11th Christmas with us and Vontae's 10th Christmas with us. And both of them were thrown away as children. Um, not only by society, but by their biological parents and just discarded. Vante was a pound and a half at birth. And Victoria's story, many of you heard, she was left for dead in a toilet stool, weighed less than three pounds. The doctors gave neither of them any chance to live, let alone thrive at all. He just reached down and took her brother's hand. <laughs> okay, I won't make you sad. This is has, It has a happy ending, okay? I promise. But you know, it's not always easy. In fact, there's a lot of days I say to the Lord, I think you got the wrong, wrong guy. And some days I even get mad at him. And I say, I know you got the wrong guy. And Friday night we almost lost our third child. Jeffrey was just a few hours, they said, from death. 
I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to my wife and said we have to get him to St. Paul now. They just about coded him when they got there. And I'll be honest, I wish I would have just been a solid man of faith that night. I wasn't, I was upset and I, for me to get upset, it's internal. I don't go around and throw stuff or, but I was, I said, Lord, I can't do this again. I'm sorry. Just can't go through it anymore. And I'm grateful that Jeffrey did turn the corner and he's doing better today. But I also know that if he wouldn't have, God's grace would carry me through today. Because that's the kind of God we have. I don't have all the answers to all the questions. And even when I fail miserably, he doesn't. We weren't called to have a comfortable life. We were called to have a good life. A life of favor, peace. Doesn't always mean comfort. But we'll never know the depths of his grace and his strength unless we get out of the boat. And so I just want to encourage you today. Christmas is all about meeting a Savior who went to a cross and rose again, gives life and hope. That's what Christmas is. It's not a baby in a manger. It's about the other end of it. That was just the beginning. And so today, let's, let's get out of our comfort we're pretty spoiled in the United States of America. Amen? And I don't mind it. I don't, I don't mind being spoiled. I don't mind being God's favorite kid. Just like you are. But let's, uh, let's make sure that we remember the children. Amen? It's interesting. Before Jim got up and shared that testimony about their dog I was thinking about someone told me once the true character of a man is how he treats kids and dogs when nobody's around and nobody's watching when we heard this song for the first time we knew that we would have to sing it at every concert that we do If it weren't for kids, have you ever thought There wouldn't be no Santa Claus Oh, look what the stork just brought Thank God for kids We'd all live in a quiet house No Big Bird or Mickey Mouse Or Kool-Aid on the couch Thank God for kids Oh, thank God for kids, there's magic for a while. 
special kind of sunshine in a smile did you ever stop to think or wonder why the nearest thing to heaven is a child oh daddy how does this thing fly a hundred other ways and why I really don't know, but I try. Thank God for kids. When I look down in those trusting eyes, suddenly I realize there's a love that you can't buy. Thank God for kids. Oh, thank God for kids. There's magic for Special kind of sunshine in a smile. Did you ever stop to think or wonder why? The nearest thing to heaven is a child. So when you get down on your knees tonight, thank the Lord for his guiding light. Pray they turn out right. Thank God for kids. Oh, thank God for kids. I know that we thank God for Let's give it up for all the kids. Would you stand one more time? Let's stand together. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Christmas because it reminds us, Lord, of the kid that's still in all of us. And Lord, today my prayer for myself and many others is that we would cling to that childlike faith. We would hold fast to the first love that you put in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray that those that are lonely today, Christmas is not always a time of great joy and celebration, but sometimes it brings reminders of that which we've lost. And so I pray that you would be the Prince of Peace, the Comforter, that you would bring hope and a glimmer of light today, Lord, where there's been despair and darkness. Father, bring healing and forgiveness for any resentment or unforgiveness that's in our heart. May we lay down foolish pride and be lifted up by your hands today. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here. <clears throat> Jill has it on his heart to pray for the kids. So let's all remain standing and we'll have them lead us. There, there is an assault on our children from 30 years old down to just being conceived. 
And there is no other power given over these children than the voice of a father and a mother. If you don't stand for your children and pray for them and bless them, nobody else is going to do it. God gave you power. He gave you the right to plan their lives, to speak into their lives. And you must do it. When you hear millennials, a lot of us look at a generation of people who don't like God. That is not true. They are the best generation ever. They just need you to speak blessing upon them. So if you have children, can you now start praying for them? Even as I'm speaking, please open your mouth and pray for them. Speak blessing, speak life. Call them by name and say you have life. You have abundant life. Speak to their ears and command their ears only to hear God. Speak to their eyes and command their eyes only to see God. Please open your mouth and pray for them. Not in your mind. Speak life to them. Father, we raise our children up to you. They are the blessing for this generation. They are the Enoch's. They are the Elijah's. They are the Job's. They are the Jesus's of our time. So as our children, oh God, your word says that they are blessed, they are sanctified, they are holy. We raise fire around them, oh God. We say that nothing from darkness will touch them. Father, every darkness around them, we say, let there be light. Every doctrine, every teaching, every voice around them, oh God, that tries to steal their hearts from you, we command them to be quiet in Jesus' name. Father, we bind our children to you, oh God. We bind their hearts to you. When they sleep, we bind them to you, O God. When they are with their friends, we bind them to you, O God. When they go to school, we bind them. When they go to work, we bind them to you, O God. Father, let them be like flames of fire wherever they go, Lord. When they sleep, O God, take them to you. Take them to the third heaven and speak to them, O Lord. When they play as little children, O oh God, send your angels to play with them, O oh God. Let their eyes open that they can see the kingdom, O oh Lord. We release that fire in them, O oh Lord. We release that fire in them, O oh God. In their bodies, O oh Lord, we say be peaceful in the name of Jesus. We speak life to them. We speak health to them, O oh Lord. They will not die, but they will live and declare the glory of the Lord. Thank you, Jehovah. Thank you, Jehovah. And as parents, oh God, give us wisdom. Give us understanding. Open our eyes that we will see you in our, in our children, oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah 54, 13. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children.
Pastor, why don't you close us with a word? Lord, we just want to say that we love you. And Father God, we thank you that you love us, your kids. And your heart from the foundation of the world was your kids. And that we would be able to fellowship with you, to talk to you, just to be with you and you with us. And we know it was your plan to have your son, your child, your kid come so that we may do that. And so on this Christmas season, we just give you thanks. And as many of us are with family, maybe some have had some family members go to heaven. We just thank you for your touch there, your comfort. And we just exalt your name, O oh God, in this time. We worship you. And we would worship you in spirit because you are a spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If there are any that would like a specific or special prayer, there will be ministers up here to pray with you after the service too. So. Merry Christmas to you all.